0: Welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 51. Uh, cinco uno. There's probably a way of saying nope. 51 as a number. No? What's... No?
1: I, I mean, I'm 100% certain that's not right, but that doesn't mean that I know what the correct one is.
0: Well, look, I'm just saying five and one, aren't I? Yeah. Sure. So, so episode six. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> episode five plus one, which as we all know it equals- works. In a Roman 51. numerals fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? We're in our 50s now, folks. We're, um, we're thinking about retiring, moving to the coast, living in a caravan.
2: That was quick. We just yeah. celebrated our anniversary. That
0: sounds nice.
2: Yeah, I know. That sounds really nice, quick, actually.
3: Yeah, I'm going to hop on Facebook and start posting on, like, any kind of semi-risque photo with, like hi, sweetie, you look nice. Uh, and then in my Facebook avatar um, will also be a picture, like, be me and my wife and possibly some of my children.
0: <laughs> That's right, folks. He wasn't here for the big 50th anniversary spectacular, but he's here now. Our uh, Beautiful Theo. Hi, Theo. Thank you. Hello. Or, or, as he's now known because of the last episode, Teddy.
1: Yeah, okay. I can roll <laughs> with that. I don't feel like you would. I don't.
0: <laughs> he said it's he our- would. He said he would. Okay. No, All no, right. no.
2: It
3: sounds, mm. it sounds fun.
0: Mm. Uh, we also have Lucy. Hello, Lucy.
2: Hi. I want a nickname.
0: Uh, Lulu.
2: Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> take it well back. Well received. Like a, a cool Lucy. nickname. Like something like... Um... Loose
0: stool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already established an earlier nickname that um that was at high school in which your nickname was Loose Woman.
2: Yeah. Let's not do that again.
0: Yeah, see? Think All better right, and I'll get to for back. nicknames.
1: I mean, you don't want to mislead anyone with the impression that you're actually having sex at the moment. Exactly. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: Aww. of course,
1: we have Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey. Hello to Andrew and
0: to the other people on the podcast who mm. I won't mention by name. How's your football team doing in the big football team playoff? Um. No, I'm, I don't really
1: follow sports. So Ben's decided that football's stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into books now. So no, Just books. Just
0: books. Uh,
1: well, you know, uh, it's certainly it's a game of uh, threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could, it's anyone's game. It could go anywhere from here, I, you know.
2: I think it was New South Wales' game, though. Well, <laughs> at this point, if
1: you draw yourself a little bit back further from the picture and have a broader perspective, anything could happen in the future. And,
0: uh, yeah, it's true. But Queensland we, could lose more games.
1: Uh, well, look, you know, you don't need every single player that's made your team great for the last 12 years to win a series. Uh, <laughs> and if four of them have spontaneously disappeared, that's not really that big a deal. And I'm sure
0: we'll be fine. Got a lot of talent, a lot of talent on that team. Mm. Sounds great. Sounds like it's going swimmingly. Uh, I am Andrew. Hello. <laughs> I, I, Hi. I just, I just remember Hello. at some point that I have not said my name. Always at some stage of the game, I go, and who are you?
2: No one knows it. Everyone listening just has no idea what your name is.
0: I've been, just the, the narrator. You know? I listen to a bunch of like
1: really professional podcasts where the way they introduce each other is by saying the other person's name, right? So it's only like a one beat thing where they're like, hi, that person's name. And they say, hey, that person's name. And then they get on with it. Except I think you need to be slightly smarter than I am. To immediately make the association and go, all right, so that means the other that other oh, voice. Say is, it back. Yeah. Say it back. Yeah, it's. I'm not quite smart enough to follow it, but I bet for their
0: smart audiences. Yeah, yeah that works a treat. Look, man, we're not that kind of podcast. Um, it's it's enough that I have remembered a three people's names. <laughs> B to say them. Four if you can yourself. Yeah, and then C. We said people to say my name at the oh. end. Wow coming in hot
3: tonight, Ben. Mm. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. I've had a couple of wines, <laughs> uh, which is not my normal He's all thing. rowdy on $5 wine. Uh, oh, it's even better than $5 wine. <laughs> it is the various half bottles of red wine that were left over after my birthday oh, party in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, found nestled in the bushes and in the grass <laughs> as I was cleaning up the day after. So Nature I did not need wine. wine. Like, I, I looked at the label of this and I can't figure out the varietal of it at all. <laughs> oh, no, I believe it's a a Sangiovese. Hmm. That's fancy. Uh but yeah, it's a foreign I, word. Usually yeah. I I'm on the the beers, uh but uh, it's very cold right now, so I thought, hey, I'll have a an open bottle of red wine from a week ago. Yeah, yeah let pr- me
0: just, let me just check here. What's a Brisbane person's idea of cold?
3: Um it- let me have a look at the the weather here. I think it's a practically it's like a glacial <laughs> thirteen degrees. Oh, It's s- fifteen at the moment 15, where yeah, I no, am. No, but, it, but it'll go Christ. down to thirteen.
4: Yeah. Well, it, I think it gets down, down to, 12, to the low teens
3: overnight.
1: Yeah. yeah. It'll be twelve at about five a.m. Hmm. Pretty grim well, now, stuff.
3: Uh, windows
1: closed, blankets are on. Yeah, you can't really close the windows in my house. <laughs> so much. <laughs>
3: Oh, well that that's that the thing moved. you've taken from house to house, yeah, is the yeah. inability to form a closed box.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you could, in
0: theory... Oh, no, you couldn't. Last one, either. You're right, actually. <laughs> I put it to you that that's kind of a, f- a fundamental feature of a dwelling. The ability to close yourself inside of it. Well, maybe in the southern states, but uh, I walk a different path. Yeah, a path where you complain about it being 15 degrees. Anyway... Uh <laughs> should we, well since we've heard what kind of um dregs of gutter bush wine Ben is drinking, <laughs> should we get a can check? Should we get a little can check? What are you on, Theo?
3: Um I've also got um wine dregs. Uh it's a red <laughs> wine we opened uh, several weeks ago. Um <laughs> it's a,
2: several weeks. That's a that's a lot of time to breathe.
4: Hmm. It's 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 very oxygenated at this <laughs> yeah. point. That's
3: right. Uh it's a Spanish wine. Uh can't remember what kind. There's a bull on the cover. That, of course. On the, on the, yeah, it's so on that narrows it's not, it down. It's not Olay, is it? Uh, it's not Old El Paso uh, <laughs> brand wine. All right, just checking. <laughs> oh,
0: and how about you, Lucy?
2: Uh, I'm drinking a Penfold Shiraz, so I oh guess well. I'm the what sophisticated the fuck member drink of, of the wine. Vodka. What's going on? Huh?
0: I didn't know this was a wine cast now.
2: It is a wine cast now, apparently.
0: Well, we've turned 50, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. I guess we've opening out the
2: pen folds on a weeknight. We're 50 now. Yeah, you
1: think we're going to be fucking smashing a, a few tinnies of uh, eldritch beard fuckers double IPA? No. We're seasoned middle-aged people now. We drink wines from the, the vineyards we visited abroad. The
2: vineyards, the bushes outside your house. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are vines, and it is my yard. <laughs> mm. uh, well, as the only person, apparently, who drinks a beer anymore, I'm having a furfy refreshing ale.
2: Of course you are.
1: Oh, that's one of the uh, major breweries pretending to be a craft beer beers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't have, know. It's, um, a, it's,
2: the, it's the tacky beer here now. It's the Carlton Draft of Melbourne these ooh, Mm. What's, What's wrong where, with Carlton Draft? Where does
1: that relegate Carlton Draft to in
0: the it's hierarchy?
2: It's not even on the taps anymore. It's gone. It's done.
0: It relegates Carlton Draft to a few slots above Forex.
4: Anyway, folks. <laughs> mm. Sounds <Wait>. nice. <laughs> uh,
0: what do we What do we got in the news this week? I'll tell know. you what. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask. Why are you asking? You're the man that introduces <laughs> this concept. Oh, it's more of a rhetorical device. Oh. More of a rhetorical device. Uh, it turns out that the Australian Associated Press slash and workforce numbers—they have declared their intent to sack a whole bunch of journo's, uh, that rare breed, journalists, the thing that people Very love rare. to fire. Mm. Mm. Um, so, via the website of the the media union, Meaa. Uh, They had a piece that said uh, there has been strong support for AAP journalists after the company announced it would be making up to 15% of its workforce redundant. On Tuesday, AAP told staff it planned to make 20 to 25 editorial positions redundant before June 30, leaving employees only a week to consider their options. Pretty rough. Pressure from MEAA members at AAP led managements to an extension of the deadline for applications for voluntary redundancy to a cutoff of midday on Friday, June 15th. Uh, so, yeah, they've pretty much told people, hey, you've got one week to choose if you want to take a voluntary redundancy or see if you get fired.
3: Real yeah. Sophie's Choice. Mm. Is that what a Sophie's Choice is?
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to see the movie Yeah Oh it sounds like a downer man Um, I'm pretty sure Pretty sure it's choosing Which one of your kids to kill Isn't it? Yeah That that is a
4: Sophie's choice
0: Yeah Yeah yeah. Kill one of your babies Uh, Support for AAP journalists Has come from the house committees Of MEAA members At the Sydney Morning Herald The Age And the Australian Financial Review Newspapers Support has also been pouring in via Twitter. End quote. And I tell you what, it certainly has. Uh, Most notably from 18-year-old journalistic um, big-bearded child and friend of the show, Caleb Bond. That's right, folks. Caleb's back. Caleb's back. Uh, We got pretty mad recently when we found out that he has a full beard. It's better than both Theo and Ben's beards. Oh, Mm. well... No, know, let's, he, yep. let's see. Let's see. You mount the argument. Go for it.
1: I think if Theo <laughs> gave his beard a long enough time, he could grow a quite nice beard.
3: Oh, that's so kind. I, I was expecting you to support your own beard, but you're oh no, mine's too. Shit house, like,
1: but yours <laughs> comes in very, very quickly. Uh, I feel like it would fill out fantastically if you ever took. Yeah, the time. I've had
3: a, I've had a lot of compl- uh, uh, compliments on the uh, on the beard coming in. Um, what kind of coverage I, have you got? Uh, zero. Um, I assume that all of the compliments are a long troll to uh, see how long and bad I'll let it get. Well, see, that's
1: weird because usually when um, people compliment you, you assume it's completely sincere and then take it on board and then let your self-esteem grow in some fashion.
4: Mm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that'd be... Pretty normal. Um, (laughs) So Caleb Bond expressed his support on Twitter by saying, thinking of my fellow journos at AAP who are currently unsure if they'll have a job at the end of the month. They're mostly young, energetic, and very hardworking. So after receiving uh, the general replies that he gets, such as uh, shut up and also who cares, Uh, Caleb shot back, good to know you're on board with an uninformed future. Which, um really stuck in my craw. And it was very ironic to me, given that the last column that he wrote was a big extended screed about how he thinks that the state of South Australia is employing thousands of public servants too many on too high a wage and they should all lose their fucking jobs.
2: Hmm. Not sure where I stand on this one, to be honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, allow me to read to you as we have done in the past, um a, a decent chunk of one of Caleb Bond's pieces which can only be described as dunderheaded. Have you guys got any other ad- adjectives for just just silly stupid stuff that you'd like to throw in there? I mean, you've already set the
3: tone with something as uh, obscene uh, <laughs> and as filthy as that, mm-hmm. and I simply don't think I can beat it. I-, I was so- going to go with dunderhead as well, but if you've taken it it doesn't really leave me
0: much to stand on to be honest. Really stolen your dunder. Um, Anyway, allow me to read to you from Caleb Bond's piece. Caleb Bond, it's time for the government to cut back the ever-growing public service. Adelaide is fast on the way to becoming a one-company town, and that company is the government. Not a company. (laughs) (laughs) Really not. There are about 750,000 people employed in this state. The state government has 106,118 of them on their books. About a seventh of SA works in the state public service. It is the biggest employer in the state by a country mile. For a bit of perspective, the largest private employer in SA, Peregrine Corporation, which owns On The Run, employs 2,400. It's astounding. All these people working for the same outfit on the public purse. Oh my god. <laughs> for those oh of us god. in the private sector, this is where our taxes are going. Oh. Well, these people don't come cheap. God! It's also kind of where um, people who work in the public service, it's where their taxes go too.
3: Yeah, it's where mm. everyone's taxes go.
0: It's, it's almost like all our taxes go to the same place. And he's making arbitrary distinctions between people whose contributions to Tax system are worthy and are not worthy. If the public servants had their way, chief executives would be paid as much as $637,000 a year. Which is kind of interesting to me, given that uh, politicians are like constantly lamenting that if they were in the private sector, they'd be earning gigantic salaries, yeah. but they're making like a big sacrifice. It's
3: yeah, a, a weird, weird point to make that public. Sector CEOs make too much money?
0: Mm. Yeah, he thinks so. that... Well, it's just this very obvious thing where where it's it's a, this default conservative position of if money is being paid to someone from the public service, like from the public purse, it is a form of robbery, it's a kind of grotesque robbery. Yeah, versus um,
3: a fee that you have to pay to a private company, um, say like health insurance... Uh, once a month for the rest of your life. That somehow isn't... No, it's fine. Robbery, it's not that's, that's sort fine. Of extortion,
4: yeah.
0: yeah, conservatives always want a free market deciding uh, people's salaries, and the bigger the better, uh, except if it's the public service, then it's suddenly really bad and people should be getting paid nothing for some reason.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think this is something that I maybe agree with Caleb on, is that probably public sector CEO's salaries should be capped at about $150,000 a year and also private sector salaries should be capped at about $150,000 a year.
3: I I think he raises a good point on that, yeah. He is right that there should be a
1: maximum (laughs) wage and that any excess money earned should go immediately into the public purse.
0: Yeah, you know what would make a difference on that front is if um, we didn't have this whole charade of, like... uh, you, you know, when someone like Tony Abbott gets in as Prime Minister and they say the public service is too big and we're conservative so we're going to cut back the public service. So they do things like uh, what they did while Tony Abbott was PM and appointed someone like John Lloyd from the IPA to be the Secretary of the um, Department of the Public Service or whatever it is. The, and they, he just effectively put a hiring freeze in place for like four, five, six years. So you just had all these people in all these jobs who couldn't move up or sideways or get raises or any of that sort of stuff um, solely so that they could say, ha, we're not letting the public service get any bigger except that the population continues to grow and the services that currently exist need to continue. So instead they just put all that funding into discretionary spending and say, oh, well, we'll just get private contractors to do it and we'll pay them three times what we would pay someone if they were doing it as a permanent employee of the public service. Uh, Such as all these fucking executives they have. So he's mad about it, but like, yeah, if you just allowed the public service to have have people, you know, who who didn't have to be hired away as CEOs from like banks and energy companies and shit, you could probably do it for less than $637,000 a year. Continuing, he says, Imagine what we could buy for all the money those executives are on. More nurses, some hospital beds, funding for roads. On and on it goes.
3: Wasn't he just lamenting the amount of people that are hired in the public sector? Yep. <laughs>
0: um, it's almost like uh, what what he's proposing is for government funding to go towards paying people to do jobs. Yeah, the the largest
3: uh hiring sectors um like in the world
0: yep uh so yeah like and even if you were talking about hey we're gonna we're gonna put funding towards roads who's gonna fucking build them yeah whether it's government employees or whether it's like private people servicing a contract where the fuck does he think the money's coming from oh well that's that's easy to answer what what happens is uh you form a consortium
3: um, of private contractors uh, and then you build a toll road. Uh, and, oh, and it
0: just pays for itself. And it
3: pays for itself. Um, and you don't need taxes anywhere. And you could set the toll to be, you know, let's say seven, $800. Um, and mm. look, you pay it off in oh, 400 years.
0: Yeah, totally fine. I have no doubt that these executives' jobs are difficult ones. They're in charge of one of the state's most important outfits, but we have every right to question the value we get out of the other 1,299 government executives. What are they all doing? There are not 1,300 departments. Who are they in charge of? Do they actually need anyone under them? Am I just asking rhetorical questions? Publicly available, (laughs) but... Have I made any form of effort to find out the answer? Am I just pretending to be mad because it's the public service and that's what I'm obliged to do as a conservative? This is more speculation on my part than anything that Caleb is saying. And then you have the rank-and-file public servants. Tuh, tuh. Spitting at the mere disgusting. mention of disgusting.
2: Ugh. Yuck. Filthy. Ugh. I got to agree with him here. <laughs> Sorry if you're a public servant listening to the podcast, but um, you make me sick.
0: Sick to my <laughs> stomach. Well, it's funny that you say that. Actually, what? Just you hang out a couple of paragraphs and see where he gets to with Ooh. this. Rank and file public servants—the people who fill the offices and do the paperwork and stand around the water cooler—hundred and four thousand eight hundred and eighteen of them. Honestly, how much work can there possibly be for all these people?
1: <laughs> like we've. We've all worked in offices before, right? Any mm.
0: fucking office on the planet.
1: Have have you ever had a chat around a water cooler in your life?
0: Oh, look, you yes. know, I, I would I would spend oh, wow, okay. A, a maximum of 6 hours a day doing it. But nothing unreasonable.
1: <laughs> look, I would say that I spent upwards of 6 to 7 hours a day getting coffees. Mm-hmm. Uh Mm. Never fucking stood at a water cooler, never done it.
2: What do you What do you do when you need F- cold water?
3: First of all, I don't hydrate. The water's too cold. Oh. <laughs> right, so you don't it need very it.
2: Very cold. I don't we, need my water that cold. You, you, can you get it fucking, from the
1: cup. You tweeted t- at some point today or yesterday some fucking shit complaining about the fact that water from drinking fountains is cold it's too cold and i was so angry at it that i didn't even bother to check to see if other people had replied being like you fucking idiot oh, they, they didn't they all agreed they with
0: me to it to a they man did not that is not good. <laughs> i saw it i saw it
4: unbelievable
0: <laughs> what what pisses me off about this this stuff is that like number one have you ever worked in a fucking office Like, the idea that anybody who works in an office is productive for, like, eight or ten hours a day. Oh, no. Fucking ludicrous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, man.
1: So, I worked on this, like, government programming project for a long time. And, you know, you, like, with programming projects, you do a breakdown of, you know, you estimate how long your tasks are going to take, whatever you... Figure out how many productive hours everyone has every day, and that's how you chip away at how long you know it'll take you to do those tasks
0: or whatever. How yeah, much about you can three fit three or four productive hours a day, yeah.
1: That is what we fucking ended up at. We were starting with our estimations that, like, yeah, everyone's good for eight hours a day. And I'm like, oh. oh, I don't know, there's meetings, oh, it's admin stuff. Oh, we're always coming up just a little bit short, and then by like six months in, we're like, all right, everyone has four good hours a day, but
0: that's reality. Yeah, that's fucking reality. And like yeah, just this obsession about lost productivity, man. It's the it's the devil's work. This idea that you can keep like honing and sharpening how productive everybody is until the uh, the only instance in every day that they're inside the office, they're like pumping out work and shit. It's not how humans operate. And it's fucking ridiculous. And this suggestion that like that that's how the government Operates, and that's how the public service operates, and not how, say, every single business and government that is staffed by humans operates. Because what's the common element in all these things? Is that You've got fucking people doing these jobs. And you know what people would rather be doing than a job for eight hours a day?
2: Jacking off. Jacking Internet off. shopping.
0: Hmm. Internet shopping, playing a fucking video game, almost anything,
1: man. realestate.com even though they're never going to move, I feel like people in offices love doing that.
0: I love it. Oh, doing it's that.
3: such a rush. <laughs> you know I love why? Because
1: houses in Adelaide are quite cheap. Oh.
4: Ooh. Hmm. Oh, Mount Not going to move there. I don't know where that is, but more than nice. anything else, more than anything else, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think that Caleb is really showing his hand as being a massive fucking narc just one of those people who wants to spend all their time in an office policing other people's behavior oh they don't seem like they're working really hard right now maybe i should tell a boss about it that's what like, like well, i'm working so tan.
2: hard writing my fucking one column at whatever bullshit newspaper i write for yeah,
0: Can you
4: imagine he's like bullshit.
1: disgusting gremlin head like poking up from underneath your desk to be like ah I see you've, you're actually looking at some non-work related content right now.
0: Mm. You seem to have seek.com.au open again. Do I need to refer this to a manager?
1: You seem like, to have my Twitter account open and a replying shut up fuckface to all
4: of my, <laughs> my tweets.
0: Now what, what really struck me about this article as well is how fucking hard can Caleb be working because there is approximately 0% research ...in anything about this mm. fucking article oh, other than well, a, a couple of bad. figures.
1: You have to understand that he's relying on his absolutely zero life experience to write these.
4: Uh, he, he has
0: he has Googled how many public servants are employed in, in South Australia. He has Googled what is the average wage... ...and, like, this is about it. He's got a couple of figures here that he's pulled from an annual report. But other than that, for like, for example, okay... Let's get through a couple of sentences to see what I mean. The average public servant is on $80,148 a year, which is well above the Adelaide average. A typical household brings in about $56,000 a year, according to the ABS. Now, number one.
2: He's talking about medians and getting them mixed up with averages.
0: Well, probably, but also. Dipshit. Like, (laughs) A. I wonder if them having a good wage that is above average is anything to do with the Australian public service having the highest union participation of any industry in Australia. It's probably just a weird coincidence that the industry that has the highest union participation also has wages that rise with inflation and cost of living and have good workplace conditions. But yeah. what the fuck would I know? But also, like, what what is the point of this sense? What's the fucking what is the point is the point that he thinks that these people should be earning less money that he would enjoy it if these families were making thirty thousand dollars a year less does he think that'd be good for the economy
2: i feel like what the fuck is the point caleb welcome to the resistance i mean you're making a lot of good points about the fact that a lot of executives make a lot of money it's just interesting uh,
0: and it's not just what they do or don't do while they're at work Again, just wild speculation based on the stereotype of yeah. public servants not doing any work. He's got absolutely no evidence for there any data list. in there. Yeah. Oh, they stand around the water cooler, do they? What the fuck are you basing that off? Anyway, what they don't do while they're at work, it's what's happening when they're not there. The average public servant takes 10.1 sick days per year, according to government data, which is unusual when you only get 10 sick days... Again, he's so fucking close to getting stuff. Like, do a few sums and you'll work out that that's 1,071,791.8 days of lost productivity. Just thinking of that number makes me feel a little sick. (laughs) Jesus. Fucking dipshit.
2: Caleb's a leftist now, that's all I'm saying.
0: In the private sector many of us worry about taking sick days again like he's he's so fucking he's so close to getting it he's so close (laughs) to getting the
2: union dude
0: yeah like we just he says we just want to get the work done and sometimes we feel bad about leaving our workmates in the lurch if we take a day off i've taken one sick day in two years it was a legitimate one too
2: You write a column in a newspaper.
0: Also,
3: (laughs) also, you're like 14 years old. You don't get sick.
2: Yeah, you've got a crazy immune system because you're a child. But like, what,
0: what shits me about this is like that. Yeah, many of us worry about taking sick days. Nope. Like, number one, again, he's very close to getting it. Guess what? If you're a worker, you shouldn't actually have to dread like your your employment becoming precarious if you are sick and you, you can't an go to work that day. day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. His, his problem here
1: is that uh, government employees don't have... Shit, working conditions. That's what he's trying to fix. He needs to make yeah, sure that yeah, the exactly. shit is across the entire across board.
0: Across the board, yeah. Oh well, well, we we get chewed out if we take sick days, or or the fucking culture at our work is that everybody makes you feel like you've let the team yeah. down if you call in sick or anything like that. Get
2: a better job, my dude. Yeah, exactly. Well, like get
1: like a real job, because columnist is not
0: one. Well, there's that too. Like. Yeah, he says, many, uh, and, and like, I've taken one sick day in two years, and it was legitimate too. Nice fucking backdoor brag, like, it, and you know he's just another one of these dipshit who comes in into work sick and coughing and spluttering all over mm-hmm. everybody so he can act like the martyred hero who won't take a day off for anyone else. Meanwhile, he's making like 16 other people sick.
1: See, the actual pro move uh, is to come in when you're super sick so that people are like, wow. They'll come in even when they're super sick. And then you can take as many fake sick days as you want. You've like, yeah. you've done the, well, how the I pre-production. <laughs> oh, well, fuck, he must be unwell while you're like at the
4: beach. <laughs>
0: so he says, uh, many people don't have the luxury to call in sick, but I guess it's easy when there are 100,000 other people who could step in for a day. And again, you're so close to getting it calling in sick isn't a fucking luxury it should be a right for all employees your Mm. job security should not be at risk as a result of saying I'm sick and I'm not going to go to work today I'll go one step further than that and also argue for the legitimacy of the mental health day if you want to use yeah if you want to use a day of your personal leave like once or twice a year to say you know what I woke up today and I was like you know what not not down with it. I'm not fucking into it. I'm not going in. I I feel like it will just be better for my mental health if I do not go into work today. And you can take that as part of your personal leave or your sick leave. Fucking fine.
4: Hmm. There legit.
1: are like a bunch of I mean there are oh not a bunch, but there there are countries and some workplaces that have like the duvet day which is essentially that. It is like a reasonless, spontaneous day off from work from like stress or whatever where you just wake up and you're like fucking no i don't want to yeah. get out of bed i'm calling in one of these and that's it they can't question it or whatever they're just like right fine
0: yep well in the same way that like your wo- if you call in sick your workplace shouldn't be able to say well what's wrong with you how bad is it oh, kind 100%. Of you know it's fucking terrible caleb continues the sickie is of course a great australian tradition But when more than a million sick days are being pulled on our money, it's fair to ask questions. Again, I don't actually understand what the question is that's being asked. Is the question, how come these people have better workplace conditions than me? Because that's all I'm getting out of it so far. The question is
1: him going into the bedrooms of people that have taken sick days that are in government jobs and screaming at them with a megaphone. going, How are you sick? Show me. Show me the illness.
0: (laughs) Please show me your sores, sir.
1: <laughs> show me the phlegm.
0: Yeah. Continues on. Uh, the one thing the public service does appear to be good at is employing women. To t- <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Almost seventy percent of public servants are women.
2: Oh no! Really? That's a fantastic statistic. Yeah.
3: N- nurse, nurses and teachers, guys. Oh
2: right. <laughs>
0: I suspect the public service is a comfortable place for women. Mm. What is they this can movie? leave to have a baby and know they'll come back to a job. Yes,
2: good. Sounds yes. great. How is that a bad great. thing?
3: Like, like, my wife is in the public sector because they guarantee you this stuff. Like, how is that a bad thing? Yep.
0: <sighs> the trouble is the public sector is growing when it should be shrinking. It's not a trouble. Again, no actual... <laughs> There's no evidence for this. There's no justification or anything like that. The employee numbers went up last year by 2000. It was the most significant increase in years.
2: Job creation's good, you fucking, fucking. dipshit.
0: Again, there there is just absolutely no justification given at any point of this article. I know why you're so
2: mad now, Andrew. I get it. I'm oh, getting I've been mad.
0: fucking steamed about this for days, man. Oh,
2: it's making me furious.
0: Like... Like I said, I don't understand. At no stage does he actually make any effort to illustrate what the issue with this might be. Other than to say, oh, well, it's money from the public purse. Which, again, yeah, that's how public services run. It's
2: just how things work.
0: But but yeah, like, and he doesn't make any case as to why the public sector growing when the population continues to grow is a problem. He doesn't even explain why it's bad that the public service is the biggest employer in South Australia because, as I was saying, what's the alternative? Would he love it if they said, hey, we're going to slash 3,000 jobs from the public service and now 3,000 people in South Australia are unemployed, can't feed their fucking families? Oh, that'd be sweet! What a what a great victory for conservatives.
3: But it's a typical Caleb column, right? Because he goes to lengths to disprove his own point. Like mm. at every um, fork in the road, he points both of them out and then takes the wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> like repeatedly. Like you know, he discusses. Um, you know wanting wanting value from this and you can go and show you know like like uh, public sector healthcare um usually costs somewhere to a half two-thirds of what private sector healthcare costs right um you know um why you know why have we got all these people people employed well i mean you spend like five seconds looking into it and you go well it's nurses and teachers and these are the the biggest employees uh, employers in just about just about anywhere right like like at every step of the way he points out where he's going wrong and then just refuses to hear why
0: oh would you like to hear him do it again absolutely <laughs> we now have a new treasurer and it's time for the government to crack down on the public service again no no, no reasoning given for why no justification of course No one likes losing their job, especially if it's forced. Like, let's say maybe a forced redundancy for AAP journalists? I don't know. But much of the private sector is facing redundancy and restructure as the world changes around us. Again, it's not actually good, you fucking idiot. There are undoubtedly people in the private world who have made careers out of doing nothing and been entrenched in businesses and workplaces... Again, that's it's because workplaces are, are almost 100% staffed by humans. And some of them are just not into doing that much shit. Those people are gradually being weeded out as belts begin to tighten. I disagree. Every workplace is just <laughs> going to have people who aren't into it. Like, and... He, again, he provides no evidence for this claim... Because it's a completely sweeping generalization about all workplaces and all workers. Like he's just saying, ah, but all the people who suck are being weirded out of private businesses. How, what, on what possible basis could he justify that? Cause because, you know, the, the resources of these companies are entirely human. All of these things are dynamic. They're all changing all the time. Like, you could have somebody working in one of these offices who's doing great and is as productive as Caleb wants and is contributing all kinds of stuff, and then his wife and kids get killed in a fucking car wreck one day, and that guy just stops being productive in any way, shape, or form, and he comes into work, and he sits there with his grey face and stares at his computer and stops giving a fuck about anything.
2: It's very specific.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's hauntingly specific.
2: Mm. Well,
0: I'm sorry for my potent imagery, guys but my point is my point is that like it's it's this shit of just treating people like numbers this whole thing of acting like like humans are just these interchangeable numbers when in reality it's it's they're talking about dynamic human lives all these things change and continue to fluctuate all the time and as if you can just say ah all these people are being weeded out no the fuck they aren't justify that in some way bullshit
1: he, like, he literally has no idea. His entire life has been, he went on Rove a bunch and then suddenly was hired
0: to write about race realism. Like, Yeah, someone went, imagine a 12-year-old Andrew Bolt and gave him a column. Mm-hmm. He, he has no fucking idea
1: how anything works. Anyone that's ever worked, I mean, a job that's not in government in an office will be the first to tell you that 90% of the people they work with are dead weight. Yep. People that have no fucking idea what they're doing, they get paid twice as much as you do to just, like, talk and get
3: everything wrong and somehow get promoted. Yeah. And at least in the public sector, uh, there's a structure around that, right? Like, it's very uh, rigidly structured. um in like departments and all that sort of stuff whereas yeah, yeah you're, you you have idiot. to be able
0: to prove like if someone who went for a job says oh that's bullshit I should have got that job they need to be able to like prove on paper this is the person who was most qualified for this role who applied and all yeah. that sort of stuff I'm not saying that there's nobody who kind of gets you know their deal sweetened or whatever but if like if you're looking for nepotism and people being put into roles that they have absolutely no place being in and all that sort of stuff that's gonna happen way the fuck more in the private sector as far as people just talking their way into positions uh caleb continues but the public service has no commercial imperative so it's much easier to dip into the endless pot of cash and keep people in a job but they should not be immune any treasurer would worry about a revolt of the public service if he tried sacking people. Imagine if 106,000 people decided to go on strike for a day. Again, he's so Good. close so to getting close. it.
3: But, and, and also, they sack people from the public sector all the time. And what does it do? It fucking ruins um, society. But didn't Campbell well, Newton right. cut something like... Wasn't it was like 10,000?
1: No, man. it can't have been 10,000 jobs. do I make that number No, no, no. Up? Here's,
0: here's a perfect example for you, right? Um, so that guy that I was talking about earlier, the guy from the IPA who Tony Abbott installed as the Australian Public Service Commissioner, John Lloyd, he is the guy who has just resigned in the last several days. Um, and why did he resign, Andrew? He resigned because he was under investigation uh, um, for a complaint about violating the APS Code of Conduct And there was the strong suggestion through Senate Estimates that it was because he had been doing like improper use of APS resources and that sort of stuff. There were things that had surfaced through uh, Senate Estimates like him using his email address as the Australian Public Service Commissioner to send emails to his uh, former colleagues at the IPA after he had, you know, given statements in Senate estimates thinking, saying that they should cut heaps of public service employees. Sending them emails saying, more free publicity for the IPA today, boys! Uh, So, purely 110% ideological appointment. He has done absolutely nothing but just erode confidence in anybody's job security and all that sort of stuff. He's just basically frozen employment and all that sort of stuff. And do you know what that shit led to? Them, them saying, we're not going to hire anybody new, we're not going to give anybody the resources that they need to have as the country's population continues to grow over the course of half a decade. That led directly to shit like the Centrelink robo-debt thing.
4: Hmm.
0: Where they said, hey, we don't have enough people to staff all this stuff that we want and the government's desperately obsessed with like treating it as though it's a business that needs to be making a profit... So let's just have this thing that automatically bangs out accused debts and sends them to people and fucks with their lives and, for like, ages.
2: no call centre staff. Yeah.
3: Like, like, you know, Caleb you kind of wants to talk about there being a whole bunch of wasted space but, of course, gives no, you know, no proof to it. And you can just point to literally any government department under the, you know, Turnbull government. I know it's not state, it's federal. But, like, yeah, and there's no one manning the phones at Centrelink so that people can't dial in to say, hey, this debt that you generated through a computer program that's fucked uh, is because not mine. they
1: fucked up very basic maths, which yes. is
3: amazing. Hmm.
0: So he says, imagine if 106,000 people decided to go on strike for a day. Yeah, it's almost as though, like, um, organised workers taking collective action would have a really significant impact, isn't it? Weird. Weird observation to make. And he says in parentheses, so that may just prove that they don't do any work. Don't really huh. really get how it's the case. In a perfect world, we'd slash and burn. Give fat cat executives the punt now. But 106,000 people make up a fair chunk of the voting population, and if you put them offside, you're in big trouble. Politicians are scared of the public service, of their own employees. They worry about the ramifications of sorting them out. Uh, again, absolutely no evidence for the idea that they need sorting out, other than like there are a lot of them.
2: Why are you there's doing this no, to us, Andrew?
0: There's no justification. <laughs> Why have no. you done Look, this to us? I'm on the last sentence. Okay, it's okay. <clears throat> now, now this here's a perfect example of what you're talking about, Theo, of constantly disproving his own his own like thesis. This is the last paragraph of this piece. At the very least, the government ought to assess what these people are actually doing. So you've got no idea what they are doing. You do, it's all just... The entire column has been wild speculation. If the government needs 106,000 people to get work done, then I'm a Russian astronaut. <sighs>
2: God, I'm going to say... This is this is so this is so this is again... What this does is he the start think the of government... Caleb's turn to the left? It's happening. He's not mad at public servants. He's mad at people who make too much money and don't do things at their jobs and he's misdirecting it.
1: Also, he really wants to be a cosmonaut. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't know the word cosmonaut.
2: So, what does he
1: think that the government does? Where he's like, "Oh, they seem to have a lot of employees. Is it just like, "Oh, they're the they're the ones that open the box that control traffic lights and then <laughs> do that and that's the government is that them what are Probably. the other things they do
0: I got a question um, let's imagine that the SA government said we're going to undertake a comprehensive audit of a hundred and six thousand staff to, to find out exactly what they do and whether it's appropriate to be paying them how much money we're paying them how much money do you think that audit would cost and then a as a, as a, yeah, as a second part to that question I wonder where that money had come from. I wonder if Mm -hmm. Caleb would be mad about how much money they're spending to see exactly what What 106,000 different employees are doing. Fucking idiot. God, he's so dumb.
3: So I just did a (sighs) a very, very quick uh, Google. And of course, uh, so what do we say? The the average um, executive in...
0: Uh, he said that the average public servant is on eighty thousand one hundred forty. Didn't we say the average
3: executive, or, or they are up to six hundred? Uh, he said 000? he said if
0: if up public to. servants had their way, chief executives would be paid as much as six hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars.
3: So just a quick quick Google, um, uh, brings up a study from um, corporate advisor Conrad Laveris, um. Showing that the remun- remun- remuneration of executives at the uh, 100 biggest companies in Australia uh, average of 4.75 million each. Cracking. So. Yeah,
0: but that's probably worth it somehow. You
3: know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's an insane point to make. Like yeah, a, and, like, and like we said, it's not
0: like it. it's not like any of us are saying, oh yeah, all executives should be getting paid millions of dollars or anything like that. But like, you, like you're saying, if the idea is that the most obscenely high amount of money that a public servant executive could be making is $600,000 a year.
3: Yeah, a, a mere... What's that? Um, fuck. Five, six, seven, eight, eight times the average? Hmm. But the fun thing um, is that they would be pissed off if the public sector
1: had even vaguely competitive, you know... CEO Mm -hmm. wages but then also would be pissed off if no one wanted to be like if everyone just left to go to the private sector because the CEO wages are much higher and then things end up being run into the ground by not CEOs they would be pissed off at the incompetence as well like there's literally no winning all they want is everything privatized all the time yeah despite the fact
3: that that you know time and time and time and time again gives you way less value because it just it doesn't serve you know he's talking about there not being a commercial interest um, to uh, what they're doing in the public sector right Um, and that should be the case right there shouldn't be a commercial interest in running a hospital, there shouldn't no, be. A profiteering commercial... turns towards exploitation hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent, right? There shouldn't be a commercial interest in running a school, right? Um, it always, always, always just ends in costing people more, and that money going straight to the top, right? Like it, every every single time, right? So if he's worried about value, then of course, again. It should be the pub, the private sector that he should be looking at, right? Like, it's- well,
0: wait, wait, Theo. That's that's. It's not true that all that money goes goes straight to one person because they have to pay all of the money that they do for recruitment, um, and they also have to pay like ten percent on top to whatever like agency that they hire a person through, and they have to pay like all the processing fees on top of that so yeah. it's not it's not just paying 150 or 200 percent of the rate you would pay someone if they were a full-time public servant to do a job there's also all the other shit that goes and along and,
3: and also um you know coming in the front door um you don't want to go straight to the hospital right like you don't want to go straight to the pro- to the private hospital what you want to do is you want to go through a broker and they're going to get you the best deal right Well oh, they always do they, they always do. They, oh, that's their, that's should, their job.
1: You should certainly make sure that they also have a, a vested interest in making sure that they get the most
3: money and you well, get the things that cost them the least. Well, see, you want the best and brightest uh, brokers, <laughs> right? Um, otherwise, how would you know you're getting the best deal? right? <laughs> so what, what's important is that you start creating all of these layers and making sure that those all are efficiently grifting people as well. versus just walking in the front door and going, oh, no, no, my my tax is paid for this.
1: What I want between me and having my open heart surgery is seven layers of grifters.
3: Yeah, I I, I want um, just before the anesthetic kicks in, um, that's time to be signing paperwork, I think, frantically. Or just Um, after even, in the part where you're counting backwards from 10. Yeah, look, I don't <laughs> even need to see what's on it. Just uh, I'm not gonna be able to read it, I'm half half asleep. Just put it in front of me.
1: Rubber band. I'm already the pen on seven. I'm already on
3: seven. And they're just sort of jerking around a little. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we're running out of time. We're mm. gonna have to leave Caleb in the dust. What, what a shame. Caleb. I was just getting idiot. mad. Bye, uh,
2: bitch. Look,
1: just in case oh. he that we've mentioned him by name in the description of the podcast
0: and he's name searched
1: again <laughs> and he's listened to it again, much like he did. <laughs> We're the one where a member of the podcast, I can't remember who, threatened to shoot him with a gun. Some Uh, unspecified
0: (laughs) member. uh,
1: Is there anything anyone would like to say?
2: I would like to say, Caleb, if you want to chat about union membership, just hit up my DMs, they're open.
0: Oh, I wonder if he's a member of the MEAA, actually. Hmm. Well, it's funnily enough, somebody replied to him when he said, oh, I see that you're in favour of uncertain employment. And somebody said, yeah if only there were like some kind of union they could join that would help them with job security. And he said, how is them being in a union going to make their industry more profitable? Uh, oh, my so, man's confused. He's very confused. <laughs> he's, very confused.
4: <laughs>
0: <sighs> he's so dumb. Folks, if you'd like to go back through the archives and, and visit some previous roasts of Caleb from us, um, there are quite a They're few. They're good. So get at us if you'd like to know which ones they are. But we got to move on quickly. We got to skip down the road because it's time for a visit with somebody special. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Dr. Lucy.
2: (laughs) Still funny. Still
4: funny.
2: (laughs) Lucy. All right. Lucy has a segment.
0: Well, I feel like I should tell people what the deal is if they don't know. Of course. Uh, Lucy loves spending the many hours in the middle of the night scouring over Reddit's relationships subreddit, I love and it. laughing at people's terrible problems. And then she brings them to us and we offer some advice. So, Lucy, what do you got for us?
2: Well, I'm sticking to one because we're running out of time, but it's a good one. It's fair. Boyfriend, 32 year old male, started crying after he accidentally farted during sex and is now, <laughs> 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 is, is now avoiding me a day later. <laughs> Theo,
3: how old are you? Yeah, I was about to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend of two years and I were having sex last night when he accidentally let out an audible fart. <laughs> we both paused for a second after he did it, but I said to keep going and then it wasn't a big deal. We tried to keep going, but then he started turning red and crying, <laughs> saying how he was oh, disgusting oh and how dispec- disrespectful of him it was. I was oh reassuring him that it was all right and that everyone does it. I also reminded him that he's farted around me before so I really didn't care. He continued to cry and kept on repeating what he said before about how disgusting he was for doing that and how oh, I didn't deserve
4: him. Dirty boy. So quick
2: quick
3: survey. God um, be Catholic. This Surely. Is, This isn't for Ben because he never farts. He cannot fart. His body is not physically set up to fart. But for everybody else, never had sex. Thank you. Right, (laughs) you're (laughs) just farting constantly through sex, right? Like that's (laughs) that's just what happens. (laughs) Hey, look, just putting that out there. Just a hypothetical.
0: Theo. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to go one step oh, further no. and say the butt isn't the only orifice that has occasionally farted during sex. Oh, for sure. We're all grown-ups here. Yeah, We're Wait, all grown-ups. There's noises and stuff. It's Hang all on. disgusting. Well, I feel like, like we're at of, of heads here. It's all kinds of squelching. It's, yeah. I feel like all
1: four of us have come from such a different direction <laughs> to what's acceptable here.
0: Well, all right. Hold on. Let's take it one at a time. Lucy, have you farted or been farted on during uh, during intercourse?
2: No, I actually. I think those are
0: the two options. How does this
2: happen? Why I would it be on? Why is on an option? It be
0: on. Yeah. Why
2: would on, on, the on be is, option? On is <laughs> farted <that they>
1: about.
0: <laughs> yeah, on is on is that the guy has farted?
2: No. What? Shock- shockingly, not what? a single fart has not passed. Not audible. Not audible. Yeah. Mm. But I mean fuddled on by a stripper a, once. Know. What <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay. She thought it was cute and I didn't think it was cute. <laughs> yeah. Um What so in I, what
2: situation? Is she just like a happens to be a stripper or is this in a
0: strip club? This is in a strip club. I, I've been to strip clubs like uh, a handful of times in my life and it's always been like in some context in which I've, I've kind of, I've gone along with it, like a Bucks party or somebody's uh, fucking dragged me along or whatever. It's, uh, let me put it this way. They've, it's never They've led
1: a horse to water and they've made it drink. Is what they've led a horse to
0: water. The horse has reluctantly. Do not drink from the water. <laughs> reluctantly dipped a, dipped a hoof in. And, um. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was. I feel like it was in Melbourne. And, um. It's uh, like surfers. And, like. Melbourne's so, surfers paradise. Yep. So, not not only, like, and for this stretch of life as well, I was often, like, just broke in my fucking 20s. be, be like, let's go to the strip club. And I'd be like, you know what strippers love? Money. No money. No money. <laughs> you know what strip um, clubs love? Famously.
1: Door charges yeah. and expensive drinks.
0: Yeah, so, right. so I wound up in, I, I'm going to say, the Spearmint Rhino. In
2: <laughs> oh, God. God.
0: Spearmint or peppermint? Is it Spearmint? It's Spearmint, yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, that's, oh a, real that's and, a real place. That's a real place. Cool. Yep. And I, I went into this place and I went and sat down in a chair, ready to wait until we could leave. And <laughs> like you do in a strip club. Yeah. And um, a, a lady stripper came over to me. Because there's more than one kind, folks, and said, "Mm, You want to dance? And I said, I'm really sorry, but I got like $5. And she went, I'll do it for that much. And I went, Oh. Oh,
4: Well, that's quite nice. (laughs) Well, look, it's nice of her,
0: but I was trying to work around, like, I I, I don't, like, I didn't want to lap dance, but. You don't want to say to somebody, "No, I don't want to receive a lap that dance from you."
1: That was her being lovely. You know, she would have had to amortize the amount of money she lost over her entire evening. That was a fucking lovely gesture, and I feel maybe
0: like- she only gave me a quarter's worth of a lap dance. I don't know. The point is, I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it, and so that happened, and then I can't remember if it was this stripper or a different stripper. Somebody came over and went, "Hey, I'm going to hang out with you," and like sat down on my lap a- across, my, I was sitting in like an armchair and was sitting down on me and I was like I'm uncomfortable with this whole situation and uh, she was chatting to me and then kind of wriggled a bit and went ha ha did you feel that? And I oh. went oh. and I said, mm, feel feel what? And she went I just farted <laughs> and I said cool <laughs> is
4: this like uh, a normal
2: strip club experience I
0: don't know I, think I don't know they're very
2: and
1: then, good at sizing people up and I think she maybe just got the measure she's of seen you and you was and like yeah, yep. this
0: guy's gonna get a kick out of a on. fart <laughs> I'm gonna go fart on this fucking punk over here and he isn't gonna do shit Uh and then she went Bleh. hey you feel that and I went yeah I felt that one <laughs> and- <laughs> super alpha move though yeah, and she went, uh, She went I found it again. Oh, she's been smoking so much ice. Haven't Whoa. eaten in days. <laughs> and I was like, great. Oh, great. God. I'm, I'm super horny now, I <laughs> said.
3: <laughs> All right, so we've discovered <laughs> that, that Andrew hates women. But yeah. how does the
0: story end? <laughs> uh, you give th- her some money? The story ended with me going, uh, okay, it's, I, I need to go and... Uh, stand in the hallway and like look at a payphone. I don't know, just fucking whatever. I needed to get out of there. I'm
2: sorry, Andrew. This sounds very traumatic.
0: Every one honest. of my strip club related stories is so traumatic, man. It's so bad. Uh, the first time I ever went to a strip club was in Canberra.
2: Oh, it's already bad.
0: Yep, because uh, there's one strip club, um, and it, like this it guy, guy I used to hang out with all the time, and like we went through that weird, like that weird high school period where. Like, you're friends with the people that you're friends with in school because you have to be, you know, because you're all stuck together at school. And we were around that, like, 18 point where, like, you're starting to realize that you don't actually have to be friends with the Mm -hmm. same people forever. And uh, this guy started to get weird around that point. And one night he was like, I really want to go to this strip club. Like We have to go. And I was like, A, I'm broke. B, no thanks. He was like,
1: I'm super horny right now. Will you come with me? I'm just super horny, request. and I'll
0: pay for all your drinks and everything and he kept on at it for like an hour and I went okay and we went to the delightfully named Canberra Institution Sensations oh god we got in there and it was fucking gross and I went well, this is not really my scene I'm gonna hang back and I'm just gonna just gonna stand still over here
2: because you respect and, women too much until
0: my friend is done I'm busy respecting women and then um, and then the, the announcer guy went, Boom, oh, coming up next, let's give it up for Lisa. <laughs> and um, a, a stripper came out and walked down to the end of the catwalk and strutted down. And then she stopped and turned and looked at me and went, Hey, Andrew. <laughs> oh, God. And I went, Hi. <laughs> and it was a girl that I knew from high school. Uh, so and she th- wanted to stop and have a chat.
1: That was my one and only strip club experience has been... Like, I was shit-faced and, like, 19 on the sunny coast. I think the place was called, like, the Velvet Cigar? (laughs) Maybe. It's a
0: very Bill Clinton name.
1: Yeah. Uh, And, like, some friends were like, let's go in there. I was like, I don't really have any money and that. Kind of sounds like it sucks. Oh, wait, no. Velvet Cigar was in Brisbane. This one was called, like, Electric Blue, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I fucking... I went in there and immediately... Uh, this girl that was dancing, she was like, just topless at this stage. And I was like 19. So this was terrifying to me. She like walked (laughs) over to the girl that I was sitting with my friend and was like, oh, hey man, how you been? And they just had like a half hour conversation while I'm like so awkward and I just have no idea where to look. I was like, what do I do with my eyes? I just want to be normal and polite to this person, but I'm fucking freaking out. (laughs) Yep. Terrifying time. Yep.
0: That was about it. That was about it. (sighs) <sighs> good times uh, good times, times being a teenager uh,
1: the moral of the story is if you fart during sex
2: that's funny, get over it
1: you should wander into the desert <laughs> and never come
0: back yeah, if, you go, <laughs> if you go to a strip club and the stripper farts all over you that's like a special treat that's she's true. trying to say she's trying I'm pretty to say, sure
1: that is 100% a gag from Van Wilder <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like it seems funny until it's happening and then you're just like what? <sighs> come on man
2: well, I'm glad what we brought this story up. Well, yeah,
0: because the I'm glad that's committed to the podcast now. Mm-hmm. I I should also say that in any strip club scenario as well, I'm also extremely scared of just like being fucking murdered by a bouncer, or whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, in that scenario, I'm just like you can't really just like stand up suddenly, causing a lady to topple onto Be the like, floor and being hey, like, "Hey bitch, fucking you farted on lady. me."
2: Don't call her. What are you farting on me, lady? <laughs> um, so
0: just like, you just got to be like nearest
1: bouncer and just being like just letting you know she farted on me and that's why I'm throwing <laughs> her off me bodily. Yep.
0: Yeah. Find the nearest mouth. Ro- I'm going to need to speak to the manager. Excuse hey, do you know what your staff are doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was entering a hey.
1: fartatorium.
0: <laughs> right, that's right. Anyway, folks, that'll probably do us for this week. Yep. Uh don't forget, you can find bonus episodes over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Buntavista. You can buy merchandise if you would love to wear a shirt that doesn't have a picture of any of us on it at Buntavista.com slash merchandise. We
2: should have one with us on it.
0: Like a quirky
2: one where we're all doing like funny, hmm, funny hands. and stuff.
0: No? One where we're all in the fountain from friends. That's exactly you know?
2: what I was picturing, to be honest. <laughs>
0: Yep, and Theo's face is blurred out because he's not into it. But you can make your own if
2: Actually, you want. can we just do like... that
1: and then instead of the Fred's logo, it it has like the same font and the tiles thing, but just colleagues? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Sure. Uh, and of course, if you really love us, you can head on over to iTunes. Give us the old five-star review. Five stars. Five
4: stars. Um,
0: crime Pass this week. Uh, if you
3: see Caleb, why don't you mosey on over, uh, sit in his lap.
2: Just let rip. Just, <laughs> just do a little fart yeah. on him. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: I we'll guarantee you he will hate it.
2: And not embarrassing and you don't need to cry about it later because that's weird and that makes you a weird guy.
0: That's right. Yeah, the crying. What's with the it's
2: crying? the crying. Imagine your boyfriend just starts crying during... Okay.
0: Because I'm, I'm picturing
2: it with
1: like funny comedy timing as well where it's just like thrust, fart, cry. Like it just happens on three beats, like fucking. Oh, so this is, uh, and it's
3: also it's because it's, it's
0: his fart. It's like, oh, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> just a real comedy fart sound effect. Yeah, and like, look, Lucy, maybe you can, as the um, as oh, the god. big big straight lady of the podcast, There's maybe a resident you can
2: vagina on the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you can tell us, but I'm almost one hundred percent certain. That any given lady is going to react a lot better to a guy um, laughing and making a joke about it and then just going back to the sex rather than crying about how much he respects you.
2: 100% a better outcome than my boyfriend crying and ignoring me because of it. Yeah,
0: won't even finish the sex because he's too busy crying. Exactly, it's
2: like they they wouldn't have even finished. I'd be mad.
1: Oh, that absolutely wouldn't have... It would have just been like, oh, yeah, we're having sex. Oh, he's crying. Oh, we're done now. Oh, okay. great. He's crying again. Oh, cool. I mean, you're not going uh, to... Oh, all right. I'll just <laughs> crawl over the other try side to of imagine. Bed and sort this out
0: myself. <laughs> folks, try to imagine, if you will, that you're in the middle of having sexual intercourse and suddenly... <laughs> and <laughs> suddenly a bodily function happens. Whoa. Outrageous. Crazy. Never. <sighs> right, folks. We will see you for the bonus episode. And um, if, you're, if you're too much of a skin flint to subscribe, that's fine. It's no skin big deal. We're not looking flint. down at you.
4: Like, you like a like Dickens
1: character? My God. Classist?
0: I feel like every other synonym for calling someone cheap is like vaguely anti-Semitic and I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a povo, cunt. <laughs> povo
2: cunt. a povo
0: cunt. Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. We did have one letter which was, um, can you guys please, uh, it was from a friend of the show Robert Hayes Key Who says uh, Can you guys please break down What Bogan means It's oh, just redneck big, It's just redneck That's
2: way too much of A big Redneck topic. but cool It's not just redneck Redneck but cool We're going to have to talk about that On the bonus
0: Redneck but a slightly th- different Kind yeah, of mullet
1: we
2: should dedicate it
1: To getting into the difference Between Bogan Redneck and Zef What?
0: The fuck is that? What? Yeah okay Alright we're going right. to do South that On the bonus episode oh,
1: It's fine We'll, nope. we'll get yep. into it
0: hmm. All right, folks, uh, we love you very much, Ab- all four of us. <laughs> yeah, all four of us love you very it. much. All four of us love you, and we will never cry if I'm, you fart during I'm, intercourse.
2: uncomfortable with affection, but you're, you're all right.
1: You're all right. <laughs> I'm too affectionate, and you're starting to wonder what's going on here. <laughs> well,
0: see you next week, folks. Bye. 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 Bye.